All right, so uh, we are uh, up to the seventh letter. And uh, in the sixth letter of Hirsch, really sets up history. That's the name, that's the title of the letter, at least in the. I'm not sure if those titles are original or not. Um, the idea that after Adam Mesorah Nelev Ganeiden, after the Mabel, Dara Flaga Hashem kind of comes up with a new strategy, so to speak, for the world where he wants to make sure that the world never ever goes back to the situation, to the status of pre-mabal, where the entire world is corrupted, pretty much. Right? And the way he does this is by dividing up the world into all different regions and countries and, uh, and areas and mountains, rivers, right, islands, everything. The world gets spread out, divided up. And that way, evil can never have complete dominion because uh, in one country, things are evil, but that country ultimately will collapse, disappear, and uh, the next one will take it over, right? And that's the, that's, that's the story of history, is countries coming and going, civilizations coming and going, um, learning from the mistakes of the past, building on it. And hopefully, the, the, the goal of history is, is that we should come to a time when the whole world recognizes that power, money, you know, pleasure, these are not foundations to build society on, those are not pursuits which are worthwhile, um, but that the only thing that actually makes sense, the only thing that uh, society can and should be based on is Serving the Rebbein Shem, doing the Ratzon Hashem. And so the question really is, so then what's, where, did, where did the Jewish people come in, right? That's, uh, that's something which could be accomplished through history. Where do we get uh, Klai Yisrael, right? And uh, so he begins the seventh letter, page 105 in, in Rabbi Elias' uh, thing. From the beginning of the passage of Yeshai, which I quoted to you, you have correctly sensed the place to, by, the place to be occupied by Yisrael in the development of the nations. Right, so... Uh, at the end of the sixth letter, he quoted a few different um, pieces from Tehillim, from Yeshaya, and he talks about as the Gaim are going to tell the Yidin, you know, Kumu Nale Beis Hashem, right? Come, bring us up to the Beis Hashem, Kimitzia and Teitzei Seira, the Hashem Yushalayim, right? The Torah is going to come to leave from Tzia and go out to the world. So clearly, this plan that we have for world history—it's not just you know world history, and hopefully uh, by the end of history, everyone will realize their Ben Shalom is uh, right. But the, the Jewish people have a role over here, right? The Jewish people are playing a very important part in this process. What is, what is the role in that process? Right? And this is, of course, you know, from the very beginning, this is the question that he wanted to answer, right? Because uh, the letter, you know, the, the original letter complained about the Yisrael, about Judaism, what a terrible uh, religion it is, and how it's constraints, and it denies us everything. So at first says, okay, you want to understand Yiddishkeit? Let's understand, you know, uh, people. Let's understand what nations. Let's understand history, right? And now, we're finally, we're up to Yisrael. While mankind was to be taught by experience, and from its fate it was to gain knowledge about Hashem and itself, the attainment of this aim was to be assured and furthered by a special arrangement. Right? This is very key, and this is very central to Rav Hirsch's understanding of Klai Yisrael. It's not Rav Hirsch. I mean, this is our, our psukim in Yeshaya, psukim uh, through Al Tanakh, you know, that, that, that talk about this, other Yishayim do. Um, the idea is that besides for history being the teacher, Hashem also wanted to do something else. Hashem also needed to introduce something into this world to make sure that Hashem's rutzen was going to be kept by the world. Since Hashem had been eliminated from life, right, even from nature, material possessions had come to be viewed as the basis for existence and physical enjoyment as its purpose, right? God is completely thrown out. That's it. It's Avaydazara, it's Taiva, it's pleasure, it's money, it's everything. Life itself was deemed to be the product of a multitude of human desires. Right? Life is all about pleasure, it's all about you know, what feels good. Just as nature was considered to be the product of a multitude of gods, just like you know, a bunch of different gods, there's the gods of the mountains, gods of the seas, gods of the sun, gods of the moon, etc. Therefore, there would be introduced into the ranks of the nations one people 
which would demonstrate by its history and way of life that the sole foundation of life is Hashem alone. Hashem creates a nation. The purpose of this nation is, the purpose of this nation is to show in a very, very direct way what it's all about, right? That life's only purpose is the fulfillment of His will, and that the formal expression of His will, specifically addressed to this people, serves as the exclusive bond of its unity. So everyone in the world Hashem creates, and throughout the many, many difficult years of history, will we'll learn lessons that are very, very important. But ultimately, right, ultimately, in other words, you, you can, you know, you, you, go, you go to some kid nowadays who goes up completely godless, right? And his life is just a life of, you know, he's miserable, he's depressed, right? There's nothing, you know, you see people, right? You see young people today that just, you know, completely lost, right? And he knows. So he knows that the way of life that he's living now is not good. He knows that that's not, uh, that's not the way to go. Right? But what is? Well, we, we, he, he, there has to be an alternative. There has to be something else that he can look at and point to and say, okay, this is, right? Hashem has to put, right? God is thrown out of the world. Hashem has to bring and make God a reality in this world. Right? And so Hashem creates a nation. This is the nation that represents God. This is the nation that represents God. And how? Look at this nation. See what happens to this nation. If this nation does what God wants, they will succeed. If they don't, they will fail. Right? In a very direct way. The rest of the world it may take centuries for a country to fail, right? That's what the Torah said, right? Why did Hashem not bring us into uh, to Eretz Canaan right away? Because it was late time of Amari, right? The Amari weren't, they, their Averis didn't consume them to the point where they had to be thrown out of Canaan yet, right? Other nations, things take time, right? It's a much more, you know, but with Klai Yisrael, it's very direct, right? Things that Klai Yisrael, we've, we've suffered tremendously and that's a direct result of whether or not we kept the Ratz and Hashem. And it's a very, very direct connection, right? And that, Hashem also gave his Ratzin specifically, right? So there's Ratzin Hashem general, right? Be a good person, the idea of, you know, of, uh, of, uh, of being a good person, of not doing bad things, right? But the idea of knowing exactly what the Ratzin Hashem is, right? What we call his Taira, right? The details of what Hashem wants us to live, that was again given to this one nation. They were going to be the representatives. They were going to be the, the, the demonstration, right? The model. Uh, for the rest of the world, for what it means, uh, for, for, for what it means to be a person, a nation that serves Hashem. This objective required a nation that was poor in everything upon which the rest of mankind built its greatness and the entire structure of his life. If you take some powerful nation and say, okay, this is the nation, well, that doesn't prove anything. This is a very powerful nation. Okay, maybe, uh, you know, uh, having God and religion, whatever, will help him out a little bit. But this is not right. It's the opposite. We take an Avram Avinu. We take a man who's 100 years, 99 years old without children. Right? He finally has a kid and he's been, you know, harassed, harassed isn't him, his children, his grandchildren. You put a nation in Mitzrayim, literally, right? they're complete slaves, they have nothing, no independence. They're a weak nation, right? And you take that nation and you say, oh, this is the nation, this is, uh, this is, uh, these are Hashem's people. You go watch this powerless nation, right? We'll get to Eretz Yisrael next week, right? That's, that's what Eretz Yisrael is. It's, it's a country which is, is the default, right? The question isn't, you know, why are we, you know, why, why are the nations of the world, you know, uh, you know, uh, you know targeting Eretz Yisrael? It's, it's why aren't they? Eretz Yisrael by itself has no natural resources, very little rain. It's a very difficult country. It's surrounded by all other nations, right? It's surrounded, it's a very, very difficult country to succeed in. And that's exactly the point, right? Mitzrayim, the Pazik says, right? The water comes up every year from the Nile. It's a great, you don't need God. Eretz Yisrael is directly, it's a country which on its own 
cannot possibly succeed. And if it does succeed, that's a demonstration of Hashem. That's the idea. Klai Yisrael is a weak, Hashem picks a nation which is weak, which is nothing. And Avram Avinu, a 99 and 89 year old couple without kids, and he's building a nation based on them. He takes a nation in Mitzrayim, a nation of slaves, the lowest caste of society with zero rights and independence. This is going to be my Klai Yisrael. To all appearances, being at the mercy of nations, armed with self-reliant might, it was to be directly sustained by Hashem Himself. That was it. What, 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 how does Chai Yisrael survive? Right? What is that in Mark Twain? What is the secret to their survival? Right? <laughs> so that in manifestly overcoming all opposing forces, the fact that Chai Yisrael is still here, right? Yaakov Enden writes about this. This is a, 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 a nace which is greater than Kriyas Yamsuf, a nace greater than any nace that happened in history is that Chai Yisrael is still here. Right? We're still, we're still around. God would stand revealed as the sole creator, judge, and master of history and nature. Right? This is what Klai Yisrael, Hashem is creating this nation. This is the people who represent the Rabbi Yisrael in this world. And what happens to them is directly connected to their keeping the, to doing the Ratzon Hashem in a very, very direct relationship. Other nations, it's slowly over, over, over centuries. With Klai Yisrael, it's direct. Hashem also chose them, gave them his Ratzon, right? told them what he wants from them. And so they now become that nation, which is the model. And wherever we are, we are the demonstration to the world. Now again, we'll get to next week, become a Teresh Yisrael, and, and how that works. You know, we'll talk a little about that, we'll get to more in a minute. But this is what Klai Yisrael is. Klai Yisrael is, there's a Pasuk Nishai, we are Or Lagoyim, right? Which again, which many we should learn it means we're a light unto the nations, right? What does that mean? We're that light of Hashem unto the nations. We're the people that show the world. And if, and if uh, we, we, we behave poorly, bad things happen to us. And that shows the nation also, right? The Goyim say, oh, look at the Yidin. Look what happens when they abandon Hashem. And when they do the Ratz and Hashem, no matter how terrible things are, right, no matter how weak and vulnerable they are, they could succeed and they could excel. Again, this is obviously going to, the ideal is going to be in Eretz Yisrael. Now, we're in Gullus. That's going to be, the right, next letter will be about Eretz Yisrael. The letter afterwards will be about Gullus. Right? And how, our, how, do, how do we fulfill this role of Erle Goyim in Gullus? And again, we'll, we'll get into all that. But in terms of what Hashem wanted as a nation, Hashem was creating this nation. And it's an amazing thing, right? Because think about it. Parshish, Bereshish, and Nayach. It's two Parshish. It's 2,000 years, right? And then uh, from Lech Lecha, Right up until the end of Devarim, which is ninety or ninety percent of the Chumash, right? That's the next uh, couple of hundred years, and that's when we begin to get very specific. That's Klai Yisrael, right? And the rest of Navi, right? The two thousand years is okay. Hashem kind of gave up. That was that was what happened before. You have to know what happened. But now there's the the, the, the you know the Hashem created a. This was his plan all along that the world should keep his rest. This is the sixth day when Hashem's plan was to give the Torah. That's what it means. Hashem's plan was that the entire world should keep it. And this is where people call like a Parisha humanist, right? Very universal. The world wasn't created just for the Yidden, right? It wasn't a rejection of the Goyim, right? Again, there are Rishayim and, and, and you know, then Kabbalah, right? there, there are different, in Rehersh's world, the, the entire world, everyone in the world was created to serve Hashem, but because of the circumstances, because of what people corrupted, Hashem had to kind of change the plan, Kaviyoch, right? Hashem doesn't change his plans, Vayinachim, right? The Gemara. But, uh, but what he did was, he, he had a new strategy for how to bring the world to that, to that status. History was very important, but also creating this nation in the world that would be that demonstration. Further to demonstrate the same fact, this people was to receive anew from Hashem's hands all that is needed for human and national existence. In other words, Klai Yisrael was literally, it was like recreated, you know? The, 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 all the Rishayim, and they all talk about the parallels between Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim and Bria Sa'ilam. Right? And, you know, there's the Asara Mamores, there's this Eser Makis, right? You know, the world was, you know, came to the Kavu Hamayim, right? The water spread to reveal the land, 
right? So you'd say, we have the reverse, where, you know, the water spreads to, to, to leave Klai Yisrael, right? There's, there's, there's a Kriyas Yamsuf, right? The, the Barbanel and the Hagadi, right? It's about the Sarmamaris and the Makas, right? The first, the first Deber was Bereshis, the last Maka was Bechiris, right? Bereshis. Then there was uh, Vayi'ar, Makas Cheshach, right? And the, and the parallels between the Makas and the, uh, the Mamaris. Klai Yisrael, through Yitzhak Yitzhak was literally, it was being created anew. Everyone in the world is created by Hashem, Bria Sa'ilam, but Klai Yisrael was recreated. It was a new creation of Klai Yisrael. And a brand new creation called Klai Yisrael. And that's why Klai Yisrael, we trace our roots back. Not Bria Sa'ilam, right? Because for Klai Yisrael, for us and our mission, there was a, Hashem created a nation. Every, Hashem created everyone. And then nations formed. Whereas, whereas Klai Yisrael, Hashem created a nation. Right? This was, we are the only nation created by Hashem. Yes, everything in the world is from Hashem. But, you know, why is America a nation? A bunch of people came across the river, came across the ocean, and they, and they decided to start a nation, right? Wonderful. Klai Yisrael, Hashem, right? Hashem took an us and He created us. Right? He took us out of Mitzrayim. We were sitting there in Mitzrayim, and He said, I am hereby creating a new nation founded by the Rabbi Shalom. Right? And it was to you, and everything that Hashem gave us was to use it for one purpose only, fulfillment of divine will. So we had nothing on our own. Hashem created us, and so everything He gave us, we were to use to serve Him. That's like, technically speaking, Adam. Hashem created Adam, and He was supposed to serve Hashem, but He didn't, and He failed. Hashem now recreates Klal Yisrael, and He says, okay, I'm giving you everything. I'm giving you independence. I'm giving you health, wealth, everything I'm giving you, and what are you going to do with it? You're going to serve me with it. Hashem's will was to be revealed to this people, and upon its fulfillment was to depend what the other nations would consider as will or will. Thus, by its faith and by its way of life, this people was meant to provide an object lesson about Hashem and about man's task, which mankind would otherwise have been taught only indirectly through its historical experience. Right? We were going to teach, right? without it, eventually maybe the world would have come to that Akara after tens of thousands of years, maybe they would have trial and error, they would have figured out what the right thing to do is, but with the introduction of Klai Yisrael, we're here, we're that demonstration. And you think about it, right? Think about, you know, think about the values that the ancient people had and the value that the world has today, like we spoke about, right? Even, even like the Rambam, the Rishayim talk about the, the Christianity and Islam are ultimately improvements in the world, right? It, it took a world of paganism and superstition and brought it to a world of monotheism. They believe in one Hashem. There are values, okay? They're not Yidin and they're not there yet, right? But that's a direct influence of Klai Yisrael. That's a direct influence of looking at Klai Yisrael and seeing, right, during the Roman era, I mean, uh, I think Josephus writes, if I'm making a mistake, 10% of Romans converted to, to, to Judaism. Right? You know, it was, it was something which inspired people. This was a way of life as taught people. And again, we'll, we'll talk about Gullus, but this is, this is what Kaiser was. Shema Melech, well, they all came, right? We had it in the Daf a few weeks ago. Right? We, don't, we don't accept Gerimim Eshleim, right? Because they're just coming for our money. But it inspired people, wow, this, this is a nation of Hashem. This is the way to, to, to live. There was one Hashem for all beings who was the creator, lawgiver, judge, guide, keeper, and father. All received everything from his hands. All creatures are his children and servants, and so too is man. He receives everything from Hashem's hand, and all is meant to be used only for the fulfillment of his will. This alone is sufficient as the base to which to build one's life, and everything granted by Hashem merely serves as the means to carry out this task. Right? And again, in Eretz Yisrael, when, 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 when we come in there, it's direct, right? Like, look at the Midbar. The Midbar is, is the Spitz, right? This was obviously, was a, it wasn't a natural existence, but we were directly being sustained by Hashem in every aspect. You did an Avera, 3,000 people died. You read by Midbar, right? There's one long story, they complained, boom, a couple of thousand dead, they rebelled, a few thousand dead, right? Because it's direct, and obviously that was, that was in the Midbar, right? We had to go now be part of real life and... and 
and, and demonstrate this in, in the natural, in natural environment, but it's the same idea. You do Averis, this king comes and attacks. They asked Rabbi Eni Hashem, and they fell into the hands of this one. They fell into the hands of this one, right? Very, very direct connection between doing the Ratzon Hashem and success. And that was a demonstration to the world of what the only thing that's worth it to build society on. Here then was to be a nation which recognized that Hashem is only its Elohim, right? The God who in love calls upon all humanity to serve Him and who through the unfolding development of history educates it towards that goal. So Rav Hirsch here is getting into this Hashem and Elohim, right? Hashem, the Shem Havaya, is Hashem who grants continued existence. It's Havaya, it's existence in the future, right? He continually grants. So it's not just He created us once, but He's continually granting us existence and continually continually educating us. And, and even, if we, even if we have a shortcoming, that's why we call Midas HaRachamim. It's not just Hashem created, okay, you do His rust and good, if not, you're dead. Hashem is constantly working with us to improve us. That's Hashem. That's the Midas HaRachamim. And Hashem is Elohim, right? Hashem is the one who's Elohim. He alone was to be accepted by this people as this God. That's what we mean, Hashem Elohim. Hashem, He is the one that we choose as, 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 as our God. Elohim is, is a Lashon of a God, right? He's the powerful, the creator, right? Hashem is Elohim. Hashem is of, of love. He's the Elekeinu. You know, Hirsch says that, you know, a lot of people, you know, uh, you know they, they, uh, when, when they have Hashem, when they experience a, an episode of Rachamim, oh, he's great, okay, he's Hashem, right? But when it's demonstrated as Elekeinu, not so much, right? We, we all love the good times, but when we go through a Holocaust, okay, we know that's not a God that we want. Hashem Elekeinu is, is it's all one and the same. Hashem is Elekeinu. Right, Hashem, it's the same Hashem. It's all one. It's not okay, we we separate it because we look at things, you know, when Racham and Din, but really it's all one. It's one and it's one and the same. That's what Hashem Alekeinu is. As the founder God right? Thus this people came to constitute the cornerstone of which humanity can be reconstructed. The world would ultimately come, it might take time, come back to the Akara and recognition of what other Mauritian had. Right? That would come through Klai Yisrael. Recognition of Hashem and of man's calling found the refuge in this nation and will be taught to all through its fate and its way of life which were to serve as manifest example, a warning, a model, and education. We're everything. We're a model, but we're also a warning. Right? When they look at us, Right, right? We're going to be to the nations. Look at look what these people did. For the sake of this mission, however, Yisrael cannot join in the doings of the rest of the nations. Now this is going to be important for the next letter where we go to Eretz Yisrael, because right? you would think, let's, let's, let's pull off a Chabad, let's spread around the world and let's show everybody, right? Again, we had to be separate in order not to sink down with them to the worship of material possessions and pleasures, right? You, you join and you become very close with the outside world, but then you have, the, you have the, the problem of you may join them, right? It has to remain separate until the day on which all mankind will have absorbed the lessons of its experiences and the example of this nation and will you unite it, turn to Hashem, joining with Yisrael at that time, Right? So, you know, we have to do our job, we have to remain separate. Even when we're in Gullus, we have to remain separate. We have to make sure not to get influenced. Right? But eventually, and you read Navi, the time will come when, uh, you know, the, the, every guy will, will grab onto the Knafish Yehudi and say, Show us, uh, right? That eventually we'll be able to join together with the world after we have demonstrated and showed them and convinced them that this is the, uh, yeah. And mankind will then acknowledge Hashem as the sole basis of its existence. And as Hashem is one, the recognition of His name will be one. Then the teaching of His law, the terror will go out of Tzion. Right? And though that it's in Tzion, it's, it's only the Yidin. It will be, go out of Tzion, it will spread to the rest of the world. He brings here a Pasuk in the beginning of his Eisabrach, and I just, I just want to read um, his, uh, the way he learns the Pasuk in there. It's beautiful, right? He says, uh, right? 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 
means even when Hashem wants to, you know, uh, bring the other nations to the fulfillment of his duty. If you want to show Chiba, you want to bring them and bring them closer, how do you bring the rest of the world closer? Call Kedoshev Biyadecha. Right? You take Kedoshev, you take Klayas shows in your hands. The Heim Tukul Raglacha. Right? And, 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 uh, and uh, he, he translates, your Sabbath makes them aware of their path. Right? Is they will realize how their, their tuku is weakness. They'll realize how weak they are through the words of Torah. Right? When Hashem wants to teach the world how to go, it's called Kedoshah It's all through the Rosh Because the Kaisa, we are the nation that will ultimately bring perfection and, uh, and, and peace and, uh, to, to the rest of the world. So it's very important. So understanding this is how Rav Hirsch sees Kaisal. This is the role of Kaisal in history. We are an Arlu Umais, we are people who have to demonstrate for the world, right? And again, we'll get into the role in Golas in, in, in a few weeks, right? But also very important is, is understanding, right, is understanding um, that we have to stay separate, right? So, so the perspective here where Hirsch is, is maybe, you know, where in Yeshiva we, we had a different perspective is, how do you look at the rest of the world, right? Now again, practically, you know, we Hirsch talks about keeping separate and we'll get into all that. But, you know, is, is the rest of the world here just, right? So, so some of the, 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 the Rishayim, some of the Bali Kabbalah talk about how, you know, Hashem rejected the rest of the world. When they rejected the Torah, they're done. And now they're just background noise, right? And Klai Yisrael, this is the new mission, and everyone else is gone, right? Of Hirsch, and a, a more simple, and I, I'm, not, I'm not saying that, uh, I'm just, that's a very, very simplistic way of, of, of saying what they, right? But, but Klai Yisrael, it's the rest of the world is here. 99.9% of the world is not just here by the Yevon. It's not just in the background. Right? Klai Yisrael is here for them. Right? Klai Yisrael as a nation, our national existence, is here to be a demonstration for the rest of the world. And eventually the rest of the world will join us and follow us as, uh, you know, as, as, as we show them how it's done. So the rest of the world, you know, it's funny, I was, I was in Eretz Yisrael a few weeks ago, and uh, I, I hired a guy to bring me to Harazesim. You know, it was a little bit uh, dangerous back then. And there's a guy, he lives on Harazesim. I don't know if you saw recently, um, this Rabbi Ginsburg from, from uh, Five Towns. He just built a shul on Harazesim. There's a community uh, on Harazesim. These guys are, I mean, incredible. This guy, Josh Wander, his name is. If ever nice you saw, I, I recommend you hire him. He'll, dr- he'll drive you around, he'll show you. He knows the whole area. He knows, you know, he's an incredible guy. Um, you know, he'll show you Gichen and this tunnel and that. The big expert, he lives there. He lives at Harazesim. And we were talking about, you know, uh, Arabs and this and conflicts. You know, they're, he's, they, they, they're the ones who have the sheep every year before Pesach and they have big Dekahuna ready to go and they have a designated Kayin Gadol. You know, it's, a, it's an interesting group of people. It's fascinating, you know, dedicated people. And he says to me, we're talking about the Arabs. And he, says, he says, the Arabs are behaving exactly the way I expect Arabs to behave. I know Tana's on the Arabs. He says, it's my fellow brothers. And we say, he's, he's mad if you live in America. He's like, that's the problem. He says, Arabs, okay, that's the way it goes, right? Until that point, we were able to, that's the way they are. You know, you, know, you have a Taina on, on, on the Nazis. These are people, I mean, okay, we could have a Taina on the Nazis, right? A non-Jew violence, this is the way of life, right? This is, this is what they know. This is, this is what they look at as the purpose of life, right? Because the Yidin, they're, they're the ones he has a Taina on, right? It's, it's, so we have to have patience. It's very difficult. Right? We, we've suffered tremendously by the hands of Goyim, but ultimately it's us, we're tasked with teaching them and educating them and showing them, demonstrating, and forget about actively, I'm not talking about going out and actively being the coward of Goyim, but our existence is, through our very existence, ultimately the, the world will come to recognize the truth. All right.